0: and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Lord, thank you that you remain to be the reason why our life can be stable, steadfast, and secure. We receive this assurance We receive this anchor of our soul today in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been looking in the past days at different word pictures uh, of the Word of God. And today, we're going to talk about the Word of God as a sword. In fact, we'll be reading from Hebrews chapter 4 in verse 12. It says here, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. If the word of God is a sword, what does it do? And what what how does it help me? Or how what is its impact in our lives? Now in order to understand or answer that question, it would be good for us to go back to the context of Hebrews chapter four in verse twelve. Uh, Hebrews chapter four verse twelve. We'll go back to verse one now. It says there therefore while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear, lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. The author of Hebrews was talking about God's rest. That apparently not everyone from the, among the people of Israel to whom he's talking to uh, were able to receive or enter into. What is God's rest? Well, at least in the time of the Israelites, it was the rest of finally entering into the promised land and the land being apportioned to them and finally them having peace in that land. And not everyone entered that rest because not everyone believed. It said there they were not united in faith. Jumping to verse 11, it says there, Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Now the author of Hebrews mentions a second reason the first one was disbelief. The second one is disobedience. Actually, he, inter, he interchanges the two. He says that they were not the Israelites were not able to enter into God's rest because they disbelieved God in the desert and they did not obey Him. Fast forward to our current day. The author of Hebrews tells us there are people who should strive to enter that rest. There are people who don't enter that rest, that assurance of God's salvation. Because that's the counterpart of that in our day. The promised land in the time of the Israelites and the assurance of salvation in our time. In fact, many people try to work. They work hard to be able to earn this salvation. And then then the author would say, hey, enter into God's rest. Instead, instead of your striving uh, in order to earn God's salvation, strive to enter into God's rest. Specifically, to achieve two things. Belief and obedience. Such that when a person comes to a place of belief and obedience to God's word, he actually enters into the place of God's rest. Then that's where verse 12 would now come in. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Apparently, the Word of God is living and active and is a double-edged sword that cuts through the innermost being of any person who listens to the Word. And the the reason why the author of Hebrews says that is because it now draws us, exposes our hearts, and allows us to understand and see our areas of disbelief and disobedience so that finally we might be able to encounter God, repent of these areas, and enter into God's rest. That's the invitation that's being given to you today. The Word of God is a sword. That's able to expose who we are, the depths of our being, and then bring transformation, bring life into into these areas of our lives. Let's go back. Let's, Let's try now to understand that even better. It says there, the Word of God is living and active. So to understand how the Word of God works in our lives, at least in the context of this passage, first, the author of Hebrews says it's living and active. It's alive. It's full of life, in fact. And it's active. So come to think of that, when we receive the Word of God, when you read the Word, when you study the Word, when you meditate on the Word, when you pray the Word into your life, what it does is that the Word of God brings life to you, and then and then quickens you, quickens your faith. It quickens you to life and quickens you to action. It addresses the stupor in our lives. Alam niyo stupor? Yung parang tinatamad ka lang talaga sa buhay, wala kang motivation, parang Lord, what's the reason for living? I mean, is there even any motivation to wake up in the morning? And then the Word of God apparently breeds life, infuses life into us, and wakes us up from our stupor and brings activity and action to us. It's a good place to be in, which is why we want to get into the Word of God more and more. The second description that Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, is that the word of God is like a sword that cuts through the depths of our being. The word of God is like a sword that cuts through the depths of our being. You might ask the question, so if the word of God is living and active, how far does it go into my life? It can actually go very far, very deep. It says there in that passage, it's uh, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, if there ever is a division between soul and spirit, it can cut through that of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That word discerning means judging the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So apparently when, the, when we read the Word, the Word of God permeates our lives, goes through the depths of our being, and brings conviction in areas, allows us to see areas we did not even see, exposes areas of hidden, hidden areas of, of, of thought hidden areas of sin hidden areas of intentions that sometimes we're not very aware of feeling naman natin kasi okay naman ang buhay ko at okay naman ako pero biglang pag nagbasa ka na ng word ni Lord now all of a sudden the real thoughts and intentions of your hearts are judged and they are exposed before God why why do the thoughts and intentions of our hearts need to be judged and discerned in order for us to know where we really stand before God, in order for us to know who we really are, before God, the effect of when the Word of God is like a double-edged sword that exposes our most our innermost being is that the truth comes out of who we really are, and now the Lord is able to minister to us. The life that comes from God's Word is now able to come to that area of your life. We all want that. We all need the Word of God more and more. So, as, in fact, as we as we conclude our day of prayer and fasting today as we abide in the power and the beauty of God's word. This is exactly what we need. Lord, we want to open our lives to you. We want you, Lord, to see what's really going on in our lives, the truth. And Lord, let your word bring that truth. Let your word become bring, bring that kind of light and expose those areas and judge the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. And Lord, let your word be the life and the activity that would come in and that would bring life and action and wake us up from whatever stupor we might be in. It's amazing, right? That's what the Word of God as a sword is able to do in your life. Now, you'd immediately know this when you go back to your most recent encounters with God and His Word. Alam nakapag yung Word ne Lord biglang pag matindi talaga ang dating. Parang, Lord, it changes me. You know, just in the past days, I've been reading from Exodus 14, where God would assure me to fear not, to stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. And that to me is, Lord, thank you for that assurance. You know, I, I went through Hebrews 6 another day and then I heard, I read from that to, through faith and patience we inherit what has been promised. And then my faith was encouraged and I was uh, challenged to continue to be patient to wait for God's promises to come. And then another day I was reading from John chapter 5 and I read the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. And I was reminded that, that this day of rest it's really a time to be able to receive from God. It's not, it's not an obligation, but really an opportunity to experience God's presence. What has God's Word been saying to you recently? In what way has God's Word made an impact or exposed what's really in your heart and brought life to you? What's the result? When we allow the Word to do, to do its work in our lives, in our hearts, the result would be we will not remain unbelieving and disobedient and we will enter God's rest. I'll say that again. We do not remain unbelieving and disobedient, and we enter God's rest. To the Israelites, um, the, the the author in He of Hebrews in He um, of Hebrews chapter four quotes from Psalm ninety-five and says that the voice of the Lord came to them in the waters of Mara and Meribah, and in that moment they did not respond to God. But will you be different? That when the word comes to you in this time, in this hour you'll allow God's word to judge the intentions of your heart, and then you will respond. And then you'll say, God, I I ask for forgiveness for my disbelief, for my unbelief. Lord, I ask for forgiveness. I repent from my disobedience so that I might finally respond to you such that you will enter God's rest. Let me give you this challenge today. For those of you who might be uh, worshiping with us this morning, and yet you have not yet put your faith in Jesus, this might be a good time to respond. The Lord Jesus invites you to believe in Him and to obey Him for the rest of your life. May you surrender your life to Him this morning. For the rest of us, whom you've been, you've been walking in obedience and faith before God for many years now, this is an opportunity for you to once again reaffirm your faith in God and reaffirm your obedience to Him and say, God, I'm surrendering all areas of my life. Lord, I, what, Lord whatever area that you might speak to me, God, I am ready to believe and I am ready to obey. I am ready to believe and I am ready to obey. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you that your your Word is living and active and like a double-edged sword that pierces through our hearts. Lord, today we open our hearts and say, God, we we welcome your Word. We desire your Word. We want more of your Word. And Lord, may your Word come to us and expose hidden areas of our lives that we don't even know. And Lord, when you do cause those things to be exposed, Lord, we say today we are ready to believe you, to believe your word. And we are ready to obey you. Lord, transform our lives as your word is a sword. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's come and worship God again together. Jesus, Jesus, you're the You're the anchor Jesus, Jesus You're the anchor of our hearts A hiding place, a safe refuge May the Lord indeed bless you today As you continue with the rest of your day May the Lord bless you and keep you May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you And be gracious to you May the Lord turn His face towards you And grant you peace In Jesus' name, Amen The Lord bless you, everyone Thanks for joining us today we hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com victoryph.